So good morning and welcome to another week of Rebuilding Business, a series of interviews with highly acclaimed entrepreneurs and leaders in their field who are going to help you to learn from their outstanding experience. We'll be posting bite-sized coffee break interviews each day of the week with our specialist to help you to build a more successful business and to weather the turbulent times that we're going through. So this week, we're really proud to have Britain's best boss, Chris Brindley, MBE. Morning, Chris. Morning, Lily. How are you? I'm very well and, and really thrilled to have you. Just to, to share with our listeners and our viewers a little bit about you, uh, Chris has held leadership roles, as many of you will know, in a number of high-profile brands, including NatWest, where he was Britain's best boss, British Gas, Metro Bank, and Chris is now a portfolio, uh, Ned and chairperson of many, many businesses, and you'll know him, I'm sure some of you, through his work with sport, as he's a board member of the Rugby Football League and the chair of the Rugby League World. Cup 2021. I want to come on to that. Uh, you're also a senior Ned, Chris, aren't you, of Manchester Football Association at the moment? I am. I've been uh, I've been on the board there for eight years. I was the first non-executive director uh, at any county football association. Um, and sadly, the events of this week show that um, maybe the central FA have still a long way to go in terms of uh, coming into the modern world. Yes, we, oh gosh, we could do a whole series just on that, couldn't we? The challenges at the moment of, uh, you know, it is time to wake up and join this century. Um, I think you quite pride yourself on not being a theorist, but more of a skilled pragmatist and experienced practitioner. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I, I, I use the phrase pracademic um, because I am a practitioner, um, at, but it is underpinned by some really, really good evidence that is taught in business schools and on, and on programs like leadership programs and business programs. Um, but I, I'm not a teacher, I'm a doer. Um, but I do recognise and acknowledge and applaud some of the great research that's been done that has enabled me to take some of the models and the theories and, and, and add my practical application. Your twist. Very different businesses that exist. Yeah, your, your twist. I know um, you really specialise in performance management and strategy and and the thing, uh, you know, I, I love also that customer experience, always putting the customer in the centre of the business uh, and employment engagement. So I just wanted to share with people what we're going to be talking about this week, because we're going to start today on business planning, aren't we? Yeah. And then we're going to move on to managing and maintaining business performance on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday's all about building the team that you need. Thursday's is about getting the best out of individuals. And then Friday is about preparing for the future. So uh, just fantastic to have you with us. Thank you so much for your time. I just want to start off actually in the world of sport because we're in incredibly strange times, aren't we? How, how are clubs, particularly in rugby league, faring at the moment? Uh, rugby league, the domestic game, uh, is is challenging. Uh, there's there's no other word for it. As as are many sports. Uh, ultimately, uh, rugby league is a community sport based in some wonderful uh, northern heartlands, predominantly, and we need people to visit our stadiums to watch our great game. And uh, without revenue uh, coming through the turnstiles then clubs uh, are not able to um, be able to do some of the stuff that they would normally do. So whilst we've got some great support from our commercial partners like Betfred uh, from Sky Sports from a broadcasting point of view, it's enabled Super League to play, which is great. Uh, and we're just entering the playoff phase uh, with the first game last night with Hull beating Warrington. And 
that's great, but the Championship and League One clubs, um, the, the season really didn't get going. And we we're, we are excited by the news of a potential vaccine. And, and that means that people will be able to come through the doors, we hope, uh, early in the next year. But it's been a strange year. And, and also some, some of the clubs um, who own their own stadiums uh, generate uh, non-game uh, revenue through mm-hmm. having conferences and other uh, hospitality and, and, and they, their business plan has been decimated as well. So the domestic game is challenging, um, but delighted to see that Super League will finish the season with a grand final on the 27th of November. So we're not going to talk about the Warrington versus Hull last night because I'm only eight miles away, but how is COVID impacting on your preparations for the World Cup? Uh, again, we've um, we've had to rewrite the business plan several times. In reality, we still need uh, people to be able to get through uh, the, the turnstiles at the stadium. Uh, it, we're running three World Cups at the same time. It's the first time it's ever been done in history. So we're having a men's tournament, a women's tournament, and a rugby league wheelchair tournament as well. And we are less than a year to go for the start of all three tournaments now. So we are time is on our side. If I'm being honest, we the news of the vaccine is is great because that uh, would hopefully mean that people can get back safely in stadiums. Um, but we're really excited. We 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 are plowing on, uh, but we are mindful of uh, all of the issues around future testing and travel and quarantine and everything else. But um, we're, we're confident it's going to go ahead and it is going to be the best ever uh, rugby league World Cup ever seen uh, across the world. Brilliant. Now, now all of that takes a massive amount of planning, which is a lovely segue into our, our subject today, because we've spoken quite a bit in the past and you've often shared um, those simple business models that you think are really relevant. Which models in particular do you find really useful? The, the two that I have used in my 30 odd years uh, being involved in business are Pestle and SWAT. So if I, if I take Pestle first, Lillian, it is familiar with lots of people. But maybe I'll just give um, my take on some of the headings and perhaps what uh, people watching this uh, maybe want to look out for. The, the P for Pestle stands for political. Um, and, and, and in this country, every five years, you know, we, we have a general election and, and therefore uh, potentially there are changes, whether that's the same party being elected uh, or a new party being elected. There are changes politically through manifestos and through the course of uh, a parliamentary term, there'll be changes in policy. So always being aware of uh, the, the, what's happening in politics, I think is really, really important. Secondly, is, is economic and the economy and who would have predicted uh, that government would be paying people to stay at home? Uh, we're, we're not even 12 months since uh, the last election. Um, and I believe that if you look at the manifesto of the Conservative Party, which got them elected, um, and actually what policy they've had to put in economically because of the pandemic, it's more akin to the Labour Party manifesto. So being aware of the economy, understanding people's disposable income, either from a personal or a business perspective, understanding that we've got the lowest ever uh, interest rates and understanding how that works. And, you know, we've got we've seen C bills and bounce back loans and stuff like that. So understanding the economic uh, impact uh, on your business now and for the future. 
Actually, Chris, can I can I come in there? Because that's one thing that, that really irritates me sometimes when I watch uh, the media, when they're challenging a politician and saying, but you've changed your mind, you've done a U-turn. But surely when we're, when we're in business and when you're in politics, we have to look at what's happening. And this is where Pestle's incredibly useful, isn't it? All the time and going, what was right for then isn't right for now. Is that fair? Oh, look, look, don't start me on journalists. <laughs> uh, look, I, I stopped watching the news a long, long time ago. I just wish, you know, people would really understand what it takes to run a business. Uh, yeah. And you're absolutely right. If you sit there and say, I'm not for changing, whilst the world around you is changing, then quite frankly, disaster is imminent. You so let's come on to your S. Let's come on to your S. Social. It's understanding uh, the impact of, of, of people and, and, and the social environment in which they operate. And again, running businesses, uh, un understanding um, how people think and how people behave uh, is really, really important because our behaviour changes depending upon policy from political or economic uh, and things happening around us. So the social environment is really important as well. The T is technology. I'm a huge fan of technology. In all the businesses that I've been involved with, I, I really challenge them to look at what technology can do. Technology can do a lot of heavy lifting uh, and it can actually be more accurate than human beings. And if you use technology well, it should create capacity for, for colleagues, employees, uh, people in your team to go and have some great conversations with customers and really meet uh, their needs. So technology for me is, is a big thing and we're getting more and more uh, technology savvy, but yeah. for me for businesses really getting into the technology side. The L stands for legal. Let's, let's remember that there are laws of the land and in many businesses they're responsible to regulators um, and therefore making sure we abide by uh, the, the rules and the legal framework I think is important. So understanding that before you make some big decisions I think is important mm -hmm. and then the, the the other e is the environmental and i think if there's one e that perhaps uh people have maybe not taken too much notice of in the past because they haven't had to it's the environmental if i'm going to make a prediction for the future lily it is that um, environmental taxes um will be a feature uh, yeah. of fiscal policy um under political i think this country has made a commitment to be carbon neutral by 2050 and if I look at where I live, which is Greater Manchester, uh, they've made a commitment that that's going to be by 2030. That's 10 years yeah. away. Yeah. So um, we will do that by uh, incentives, but we will also do that by penal taxes, in my opinion. So again, I'd be asking people to think about what is their environmental policy going forward. I actually think consumers will choose who they do business with based on your environmental policy going forward, which again, hasn't been um, a particular uh, thought in consumers of the past, but it definitely will be consumers of the future. So that's um, a quick run around for Pestle. And I, and I also think actually, in a way, if there's anything positive to come out of COVID, it's enabled us to press pause and think yeah. about what's really important in life, what's really important in business, isn't it? And, and I genuinely believe I'm, I'm with you on that, that we have to look at how we, how can we stop destroying our world? Well, again, again, it's been a year of change, hasn't it? Um, yeah. In many ways. It's fascinating, Lily. We, we spent three and a half years uh, before 2020 talking about one topic, and that was Brexit. Mm -hmm. um, and it polarised opinion, it even split families uh, about it. And quite frankly, um, no one's mentioned it for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but it's coming back. Let's not forget that the pandemic has 
has uh, taken over our lives in many ways. It's taken over the airwaves. Um, but the things that are not necessarily on the television are still going to happen. And that's about looking into the future. And I know we'll talk about that uh, later this week. Now, you use SWOT. It was interesting. I was talking to uh, an entrepreneur called Jay Allen a few weeks ago, and he 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 likes SWOT, but he likes to turn it around to toes because he says we start looking at our strengths and all the good stuff that we do. But actually, then we look at our weaknesses. So we sort of almost destroy it by looking at the negativity. So he likes to start with threats and then goes to opportunities yeah. and then weaknesses and then goes 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 to strengths. You find this is a really useful model for you, don't you? I do. And, 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 I, and I do toes uh, as, as well as swap because it's absolutely um, what I see businesses in the past that have been uh, decimated by just focusing on the strengths. Let's take Woolworths. Let's take Kodak. Let's take Blockbuster uh, and, and various organisations that were leaders in their field at the time, um, but actually didn't look into the future. So whether it's toes or whether it's swap, um, ultimately um, working out what you are strong at and making sure that that remains a strength. Um, looking at your weaknesses, because ultimately uh, competitors will look at your weaknesses as their opportunity to actually take business from you. You know, and I've worked for a challenger bank, so I looked at uh, some of the big, horrible, uh, existing monolithic banks that didn't choose to open uh, before nine o'clock and short at 4.30, which was just bonkers, that didn't actually print your card in store. So I I've used uh, others' weaknesses uh, to as opportunities, and that's what yep. the, the, the O stands for. What are the opportunities in the future? Again, don't become a blockbuster or Woolworths or a Kodak. Um, start thinking Netflix. Uh, and various other challenges, Uber, and just great organisations that have used Pestle as well as SWAT. Uh, and then the T is, is the threat. Uh, and, and the threat is both internal and external. It can be from competitors, but again, it can be from uh, regulators, it can be from government in terms of policy. So keeping an eye on the future, looking at what the future brings is really important. And I would carry my SWOT analysis as a business leader around in my back pocket at the moment. It's not just to do once a year at a strategic away day. Pestle and SWAT should be part of your ongoing business meetings. And the reason I carry SWAT in my back pocket is we, we're seeing uh, politicians literally making it up as they go along. Um, and, and that's not a criticism, that's just the fact that's is- That's where we are. We are, and it's fast moving. So I'm not criticizing that. But every time either Boris, or, or Rishi stands up at one of those um, briefings, they are going to say something that will impact your business. Therefore, get your SWAT out straight away and ask yourself what's changed as a result of that pronouncement, whether that's furlough, whether that's um, eat out to help out, all of the policies that come around, whether it's a lockdown that's going to last till the 2nd of December, that will impact your SWAT. Not having your SWAT to hand means you will not have uh, the ability to make quick, nimble, agile decisions. So Pestle and SWAT are not for away days and strategic thinking. It's actually the practical way to just keep um, your pulse on your business and the wider marketplace. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you there. And particularly also uh, on the T of the threat there is very often the threat can be one or two individuals inside your business, can't they? that don't believe in your vision, that don't live by your cultural intentions, that don't have the same values. I had a call um, just last year from a client who said, I thought I'd hired the best salesperson in the world uh, and he is amazing, 
but actually he's destroyed the confidence in the rest of the team and he'll stand on anybody's head to get to where he needs to be but he's delivering three times the sales of any other individual but we very quickly came to the conclusion we had to get him out because culturally destroying the confidence destroying uh, destroying the integrity of the business uh, was was absolutely ruining the performance of everybody else oh no, no, I, Lily, spot on. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jack Welch. Um, you know, sadly passed away earlier this year. Uh, he, he was one of the greatest business leaders ever to have walked the planet, in my opinion. Uh, and what he did at General Electric. And he used to sit there and say, if your numbers are brilliant and your values are appalling, the good news is you get to work somewhere else. Because you're <laughs> not ruining what we care about. Good man. I find you, I wanted, before we finish this morning, one piece of advice that you would share to help those businesses that can't necessarily necessarily pivot. If we look at things like pubs, yes, we can, we've had the eat out help out. Now we're back in lockdown. There's only so many takeaways that you can do. It's not going to replace the kind of footfall that they're used to. What can you do to help those that are struggling to see the future? First, first of all, um, is ask for help just ask for help there are lots of people and the thing thing i really love about uh, you lily and what morgan james do is 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 actually get people together um what an old an old saying is uh, a problem shared is a problem halved um I, I know the business community really do come together to help each other uh, even people in competition with each other i've seen people want to help because often it's the industry that needs to survive um, it's the marketplace that has to be still there for when people want to come back and do business with us. Ask for help because you'll be amazed at how many ideas other people have to help your business survive in the first instance, then stabilize yep. when we come back and then build on to grow and then thrive. Ask hey. your team, ask your colleagues, ask people like you, Lily, because you know what? We're here to help. We had six managing directors from uh, different businesses, but two of them quite complimentary in the room yesterday. They've been working together for four or five years. Five of them have posted growth in this last year, and one of them is really struggling. And it was brilliant to see how those other five MDs were, you know, surrounded that person and said, right, come on, let's look at where we are. Let's look at the realities. What are the options? You know, what, what, what are the opportunities that we're missing here? totally changed the motivation the energy the purposefulness of that individual and, and it's a lonely place sometimes at the top isn't it oh lily command is lonely uh, colin powell has done uh when he was uh chief of staff for the uh, american military did 18 lessons of leadership um and number 18 is command is lonely uh, but it doesn't have to be i think what what you did there with six managing directors was just brilliant and it reminds me and i know again we'll talk later in the week about high performing teams uh, yeah. i i sit there as a as a real simple measure of a high performing team and say this um if one of us get kicked we all limp and then brilliant. we all turn around and say who did that let's yeah. sort it because yeah. we're in it together uh, and i think what you've just given there with that story is five people who could do the i'm all right jack because i'm growing but actually uh, by living through values of compassion and care have said how can we help the one that isn't doing as well as us that that is a, a real essence of a high performing team which is not about me running around saying i'm all right it's about helping those that aren't doing as well as us that's just great story lily
Fantastic. Chris, it's been lovely to talk to you this morning. Um, I'm going to see you tomorrow morning on Tuesday. We're talking about managing and maintaining business performance. So thanks very much. I'll see you in the morning. Cheers, Lily. Thanks very Take much. Care. Thanks. Bye. Bye.